the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this radio show, and I don't know how much longer I'm going to have people listening to this radio show because it's inevitable I'm going to have to talk a lot of the time about Donald Trump. And every time I talk about Donald Trump, I get an email like this. Make sure you have your facts straight before trashing Trump. You've said that Trump had an affair with Stormy Daniels. Not true. She admitted in 2018 that she did not have an affair with him. You should know your facts before trashing someone, although we know it's your favorite pastime, to trash Trump. My favorite pastime? To trash Trump? You should correct this on air. All right, I'm correcting it on air. According to this New York Post story and this email, Stormy Daniels in 2018 said she never had a sexual tryst with Donald Trump. So I guess I have a question. Why did he pay her $130,000? Why did he pay her $130,000? Is it my emailer's contention that Donald Trump has been chaste and faithful to Melania Trump throughout their marriage? Uh, Because if so, then you're free to your beliefs. But I do not believe he has been. And I do not believe that I would pay somebody $130,000, even if I was a billionaire like Donald Trump, to keep them quiet when she wasn't even really quiet in talking about some sexual tryst that took place. This is kind of in the minutia of the Donald Trump phenomenon. There's a larger part of the Donald Trump phenomenon, two large parts. The number one large part is Donald Trump is going to get 25 to 30% support among the Republican electorate. The portion that believes the election was stolen from him, the portion that will persevere with him through whatever he does. Uh, Do I believe that Alvin Bragg, the New York DA, has a case, a legitimate case against Donald Trump that is motivated by Alvin Bragg's desire to uphold the law of the land? No, I don't believe that. I think Alvin Bragg is a political hack. I believe it is a 100% politically driven prosecution of Donald Trump. Just like I believe the Justice Department's big production at Mar-a-Lago with the photograph of the classified documents arranged on the floor like Trump was reading them in bed one night and just willy-nilly threw them on the floor and they all happened to congregate in a semi-organized way that fit into one frame of photography. No, I don't believe, I don't believe Donald Trump has gotten a fair shake from anybody on the left. And he never will. But the other part of it is the clear double standard that exists from the way Donald Trump is allowed to operate and the way that all other people seeking the Republican nomination are forced to operate. And if you care about Trump being vilified and demonized and targeted by the left because it's not fair, then I would just ask you, 
why is it fair for Trump to be able to say anything about anyone, but everyone, when they talk about him, have to be nothing but 100% supportive? This is a high-stakes political gamble out there, becoming the Republican nominee for president, okay? It is a nasty business. It is fraught with insults and exaggerations and highlighting another candidate's low points and accentuating your own high points. But only Donald Trump is allowed to do that. Only Donald Trump is allowed to criticize his opponents. The minute, and this is the wisdom, popular wisdom out there in the Republican Party, is that you somehow have to thread the needle running against Donald Trump for the Republican nomination for president by telling everyone what your ideas are without at all disparaging Donald Trump. Does he give that same treatment to Mike Pence? Does he give that same treatment to Ron DeSantis? No, he does not. Does he say meaner things about them than they ever say about him? Yeah, he does. But he's, with 30% of you, he's clean as the driven snow. He's never done anything wrong despite your inner alarm bells knowing that if he didn't pay Stormy Daniels, he probably paid, who's the other one that, some other Playboy model that he paid. So, I just find this so unbecoming of conservatives. And it's not all of us. It's just this very dogged faction of people who are more allied with Donald Trump than they are with the idea of getting Joe Biden the H-E double toothpicks out of the White House. Like, that is what I care about. If I felt like Donald Trump gave us the best chance to do that, I'd be all in with him. I will, I say this every single time, I will vote for him if he's the nominee. I will. I won't even hold my nose and vote for him. I won't have to hold my nose because he's singularly responsible for the overturn. Well, he's not singularly responsible because Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett, and Gorsuch had a lot to do with it, but he's singularly responsible for getting those three on the court. So when I criticize Donald Trump, I criticize him for the double standard that he insists on as if I'm not allowed to evaluate any other candidates. And I am evaluating the other candidates, and I like Ron DeSantis a lot better. He's younger. He's more energetic. He doesn't have the baggage. He's tactical. He knows when to bite, and he knows when not to bite. He knows how not to get distracted. None of those things, none of them apply to Donald Trump. Zero. And this is what I hate most about Democrats is that they lie through their teeth about things that you know they know are false. And I point this out as it concerns Florida Congressman Matt Gates, who said yesterday that He's wondering why Florida Governor Ron DeSantis hasn't spoken out about a potential arrest of Donald Trump. He has spoken out about it. He's talked about Alvin Bragg being a rogue Soros prosecutor and it's being a politically driven prosecution. But it's not enough for Matt Gates because Ron DeSantis has not come out and said that if Trump is indicted, 
Ron DeSantis will refuse to allow Donald Trump to be extradited to New York City. Matt Gates knows this is a lie. This is not something Ron DeSantis can do and be compliant with U.S. law. There is no governor in the, in the United States of America who can stand in the way of extradition from one state to another. None. It is not allowed by federal law. And yet these bootlicks like Matt Gates continue to say, well, if Ron DeSantis really supported Donald Trump, he would say he wouldn't allow him to be. Is this what you want? You want the same kind of political partisanship and looking the other way on the law, the same kind of stuff that Merrick Garland does with parents at school board meetings that drives you crazy. You want Ron DeSantis to do that on behalf of Donald Trump. And if he doesn't do it, then according to Matt Gates, it's a missed opportunity. No, it's not a missed opportunity, Matt Gates. It's you being an idiot and you lying to people intentionally when you full well know better. This kind of stuff drives me nuts. If we ever want, if we ever want to actually beat the other side, we have to not do what the other side does to lose the trust of the people. We can't just practice it our own way and aim it at our own enemies. That doesn't differentiate us from the other side. It makes us the other side. And the worst thing that can happen from democratic rule is that you believe that compromising standards is worth the compromise. That's what Democrats do. That is what Democrats do. The ends justify the means. No, the ends do not justify the means. You cannot compromise because pretty soon... You might think you're different. You're not different. You're exactly the same. You're exactly the same. So this Gates comment is stupid. He knows it's stupid. And if you really care about fairness, you would not allow Trump to do things you allow no one else to do. Well, we got a fair amount of scary airline situations lately uh, on tarmacs and elsewhere. Yesterday, a Southwest Airlines flight from Las Vegas to Columbus, flight 6013, had to be rerouted after takeoff because the pilot got sick. I guess the co-pilots on these planes, I, mean, I would think he would be able to fly the plane, but there was another pilot on the plane as a passenger who went to the flight deck and assisted. Uh, they landed the plane safely. They took care of the uh, pilot who was sick. Uh, no details have been released regarding him. Uh, they went back, sat on the ground for an hour and 17 minutes. Backup crew boarded, and they continued to Columbus as planned. Yeah, the second pilot flew the plane while the extra pilot that was off duty, he was actually from a different airline, but he mm. he came forward. He took care of the communications side of it, and the second pilot that was already on the plane turned the plane around and took them back. Good on you. Thank you for your service. Yes. Now, this story is, I know, going to tick some people off. I really don't see anything nefarious in it. It's just good old-fashioned capitalism. Apparently, people out around the new Intel project have been getting letters from a Columbus developer 
telling them, hey, you want to sell your home? I'll buy your home. Uh, WSYX Channel 6 brings us this story. The realtor, I'm not going to mention his name, why give him the free pub, but he's got an investor, and the investor is, you know, loaded, and he's willing to buy their houses, betting that their land he's going to be able to sell later on for a profit. That's capitalism. Here's what the letter says. I wanted to reach out in case you've considered the possibility of selling your property. I will pay the full market value of your property, and you can take your time moving out. Okay. Like, look, it's not news that Intel's coming, and it's not news that that area is going to change. You don't have to like it. I know you weren't consulted in it. I feel for you, I've said many times, if you're out in Orange Township and you love the rural nature of it, it stinks that... The state, Jobs Ohio, and other people decided they were going to offer that area to Intel, and Intel bought it. There's nothing you can do about it except make the best of a situation. If you want to stay, it's going to be different. If you want to get out, this guy's offering you an opportunity to get out. But there will be others who will offer you an opportunity to get out. I mean, if you think this guy will pay twice what your place is worth, go for that. If he doesn't now, somebody will eventually probably. How much can you put up with in the interim? He says they've gotten about 40 responses to their solicitation. They sent 1,000 letters out. They've made five offers. Three of the properties are going to go through. He does say that 12 to 13 months ago, people's properties were worth quite a bit less than they're worth now. Sure, the longer you can hang on, but there is a point where you hang on too long, and they find other land, and then you're kind of stuck. So I don't envy you out there. I'm not saying I like what's happened to you. I'm saying that you have to deal in life with the facts as they are, not the facts as you want them to be. The facts as they are are that Intel's coming. I'm holding my breath. We're within 30 minutes of that facility, Mm -hmm. and uh, we have uh, 24 acres. So, uh, yeah, my husband and I are doing a lot of talking. There you go. Because it's my dad's house that we improved when we inherited it. And it means a lot to us. Sure, of course. uh, There's 200 acres beside me. There's 18 acres across the road from me. And, yeah, we're really holding our breath on, oh, because KnoxPages.com does articles on this. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the articles about a year ago referenced the 30-mile radius of that facility. And I showed my husband. I said, "Uh uh-oh. I didn't even think about it until I read that article. I went, oh, gosh. So you're inside it. So I'm inside that 30-mile, that 30-minute that radius. And they, they took it all the way out, 45 minutes and an hour radius from that facility. Because, let's face it, you and I are examples of folks that I drive 45 minutes to yep. come to work. I think you do, too. And so it's not unusual for people to buy property farther out from where they're going to work. Not one bit. Willing unusual. to drive that forty five minutes or what have you. So yeah, so you're looking at within an hour of that facility, any any property is is uh potentially on, on their docket, so to speak, to come come talk to you. Yeah, and it, you know, and companies are making that same decision too. I mean, I viewed this, I'm old enough, so are you. We've lived through the Honda expansion. Mm-hmm. There are there are satellite businesses that serve Honda. That yes. are located up to 50 miles away from Honda. Right. Why is that? Because, well, if you're going to buy near Honda, the prices are going to be higher. And you're going to have a trade-off mm-hmm. there. And the Marysville community, I mean, ask anybody 
who's lived in Marysville their whole life, how Marysville has changed since Honda came in. Oh, yes. And and the answer to the question, is it better or is it worse? That, that's not the answer. The answer to the question is, it's different. That's different. It, you choose to make it better or you choose to believe it's worse. It's just different, okay? So... I grew up in New Albany, as we've talked about before, and I have friends who still live there. They live in their parents' homes because their parents have passed on, and they love it out there. <clears throat> my house is still there. It, it sold in the 90s for a different reason. My mom passed away, and, and we had had to sell it for the nursing home situation. But uh, it, it it's tough when you've grown up in an area and you you can probably attest to this it's tough when you've grown up in an area and it changes so much it does it is tough um you know it's there's a sentimentality that goes with it um right now we're kind of going through it on a much lesser scale out by where i live it used to be we're in the sleepy country just outside dublin no problem getting to town now we've got four major housing developments going Mm -hmm. up in plain city I've got a phalanx of roundabouts to go through to get out to 33. I've got an absolute nightmare construction project at 33 and Post Road right. where they've been there for like a year and they keep making it harder to get through on a daily basis. I don't see an end to that for two years. I can rail all I want against it. It doesn't change it. And heaven knows there's enough stuff going on to genuinely be upset about that to be upset about things you can't change it's just not productive it's not a productive way to live now ohio university there are many bobcats listening to us now Mm -hmm. you have a new university president her name is Lori stewart gonzalez she was an executive vp and provost of the university of louisville she will serve as ohio university's 23rd president and first woman don't know anything about her she's in academia so hmm Buyer beware. Uh, let's just hope that for Louisville's sake, or excuse me, for uh, Ohio, Ohio U's sake, this works out better than uh, the, I think OSU has had two female presidents, Karen Holbrook and Christina Johnson. Neither one of them left at the apex of their popularity. Christina Johnson's impact on Ohio State will be felt for years because, of course, she brought the DEI nonsense to campus. But uh, I don't know anything about um, Lori Stewart-Gonzalez. There's a long profile of her here. But, of course, it's glowing in nature because she's uh, an academic person. And the dispatch rarely will criticize an academic. I did notice the dispatch did not have word one, nor did any of the television station websites on Charlie Kirk's event. We wouldn't want to give Charlie Kirk any pub in Columbus, even though a thousand kids showed up last night. Good on you, Charlie Kirk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.